sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. Well, what a day, Mizzou fans. It's just uh, it's just a regular old Monday, isn't it? Seems like with all the crazy things that can happen to this program. But, yeah, the uh, athletic director is no longer the athletic director. So coming up in just a few minutes, we will continue that conversation of our reaction to the news that Desiree Reed Francois is heading to Arizona to become their new AD. And we'll ask the question, now what? For the University of Missouri Athletics. And then at 525, we'll talk about a new report on Sam Horn from Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com. Ah, yeah, a lot to get to. Not all of it super-duper pleasant, but 573-875-KTGR if you'd like to chime in on any of it. But before we get to that, we got to get to this because it's 5 o'clock. It's time for the Top 5 at 5 on the big show, number 1. If you want to trade away for curtain number 1, you can have curtain 1. Bombshell news. Mizzou's in the market for a new athletic director now. Desiree Reed-Francois leaving to take the AD job at Arizona, a program that is $177 million in debt. Yeah, and they're in the Big 12, not the SEC. Make it make sense. You can't make it make sense if you're just looking at what's on the surface. But if you're looking a little bit deeper, you know, interpersonal relations uh, between, you know, athletic director, maybe board of curators, things of that nature, sure seems like not everybody was on the same page. And I don't know who's more to blame for that, the AD or the board of curators. Bottom line, though, the board of curators now has to find somebody that they trust in that position and someone who's comfortable Operating in a place like Missouri that has now gone through three athletic directors in less than a decade. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. Well, Mizzou men's basketball, they kept on losing. This time they were up 10 at Ole Miss. They were playing pretty well, looking like they were going to break that losing streak, get that first conference win. And then Ole Miss woke up, got to the free throw line a bunch. Dennis Gates was, again, kind of complaining about the officiating uh, at the end of the game. But... All told, Mizzou loses by three, and they're still searching for that first conference win. 0-12 in the SEC. They host Tennessee tomorrow. I really don't think it's happening. Number three. This report from Gabe Yarman at PowerMizzou.com. Sam Horn, you know him, backup quarterback for Mizzou and also Mizzou baseball pitcher, reportedly going to have Tommy John surgery. So that's going to take him out for the baseball season this year and this upcoming football season. So that sure means that uh, Mizzou might have to be in the market for a backup quarterback going forward because right now you just got Brady Cook and the guy you got in this last recruiting class, uh, Aiden Glover, a true freshman, and a couple of walk-ons. That's it. You might need a few more enforcements, uh, reinforcements from the transfer. Number four. Oh, it's shanked. Hey, good uh, weekend for the Mizzou Diamonds. Mizzou baseball took two out of three from Cal Poly on the road in their Carrick Jackson's uh, first games as head coach of the Tigers. They'll be in San Diego for uh, Tony Gwynn Legacy Classic this weekend. Mizzou softball kept things rolling. They're 10-0 after winning five games in Denton, Texas this past weekend against Texas A&M Commerce, San Diego State, and North Texas. Keep paying attention to Mizzou softball. They're really doing things. Number five. What is the five fingers? Say to the face. If the best part of your All-Star weekend was the shootout between Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu, you probably don't have a great All-Star weekend. That's the Big Show's top five at five on KTGR. 
875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. Did you watch any of the All-Star game last night? The All-Star game, no. I did see some of the three-point contests the other night, though. Yeah. That was really it, right? Yeah. Yeah. If that's all that people are caring about going forward, like, man, that's a sad state of affairs for everybody's All-Star weekend. Like we we do this with every sport. We've had segments on the big show. How do you fix the Pro Bowl? What I mean, MLB All Star Game. Could they do? But who cares? I mean, it's just I, I think it's the nature of these exhibition well, competitions. Right. All leagues kind of dealing with it, and I don't think it's too big of a deal. Well, nobody cares now, and, and that's also part of the problem with how nationalized these leagues have become. Not nationalized, like globalized, uh, and with how we can just turn on our phones and just watch any game we want to the novelty of all these players coming together and playing in a in an exhibition game is just like it's outdated now right it's just yeah, what it is i think so yeah. but i don't think it's a problem because i don't really no, probably care probably not no i don't care what the nba i don't care if they make more money or if they i don't i just don't care i'm just going to not watch but like it. are they are, are they going go. to make money from this if you know if they keep doing it the same way I don't know. they do it just, i don't care <laughs> it's not my problem. All right. It's just I just uh, we, and we've gone through this with the NFL when we talk about the Pro Bowl. Thankfully, you didn't make me do it this year. But last year, I know we talked well, about I mean, it. They, we know the direction that that's going now. But it's, it's just going to be what it is for a while. I think all of them are like that. And honestly, I think it's to the point where if you look at All Star games, baseball might have the best one of the of the four big sports. Maybe and because I'm, it's the hardest to change, right? It's the hardest that it's, a, it's, it's the game. easiest one yeah. for players to get on board with because there isn't all that much risk for like you're injury playing or anything a, like you're that. You're playing a baseball you're game, just playing it's, baseball the same way you always do. Yep. Right. So it's kind of funny how we come full circle where we've talked for you know years about how they make that experience better of All Star Weekend and, and MLB or All Star Week, and I honestly think it's probably one of the best ones at this point. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to change it. I mean, they have changed it. They've made the draft the same week, week which I don't know if I like. I think that helps. I think it Is helps it? make it a more of a bigger event to go yeah. with, like, home run derby, et cetera. But, like, you think about, okay, three-point contest is better than the dunk contest, and I'm not going to hear an argument to the contrary. You're right. If you, if you have a dude who literally hasn't played an NBA game, but he gets to come to the dunk contest because he won it last year, somehow not having played but two NBA games all last year, like, that's not a contest that anybody should care about. Um, and it was, it was embarrassing. It just, it, there was no, nothing of, of note going on with it. But you, you, so you say three point contest for football. Is it the skills contest? Like the quarterback skills uh, for, for hockey, they tried to make the skills contest interesting. Home run derby might be the best of the bunch as well. It's either maybe yeah. three point shooting or home run derby. That's the most interesting uh, of all four major sports in North America. Sorry, soccer. I think it's probably one of the two in terms of the most interesting all-star related activity it might be either the Derby or the three point contest at this point in time, which I mean, is just the state of how sports have evolved just in, in this country over the last few decades or so. And yeah, it doesn't you know, bother just, me that that's the, no, the I'm truth. not saying it should. It I'm just saying that, Hey, if the NBA, if that's all you've got that people are really caring about, then ugh. What, yeah. what was the point of all of it? <laughs> like that's that's kind to of to give the players yeah. to to have a uh, load management week where yeah, they they don't have to sit out. <laughs> you I know suppose. they're going to load manage anyway. Yeah. So eight seven five KTGR call or text us. All right, uh, more on the news of the day.
Desiree Reed Francois leaving. Yes, Brendan. And I changed my mind. I had to talk about it. Why is Bob Blitz the like the chair of this oversight committee? Is Bob Blitz not the guy that tried to keep the Rams kind of sorted but then failed and then got a bunch of money as part of the settlement because he was one of the lawyers on it? And then he said they slew the dragon when they got that seven hundred ninety million for St. Louis, even though a lot of St. Louisans said, "Yeah, we would have rather you expose the NFL for being corrupt." I'm not fond of that. I don't know. I don't know whose side I'm on. If it's a if it's a Desiree side or a board of curators side, or if there's a third side of which I'm unfamiliar to this point. I'm a Mizzou fan. I'm on Mizzou fan sides, and that guy's track record to me, I'm not so sure about. So I'm get I'm putting that out there because I decided I wasn't going to hold my tongue. I mean, it's hard to wrong. tell who was if who I'm was wrong, driving it. Me. Yeah, yeah I, so, I have no idea. I have no idea if you're wrong or not. I, no, I mean, again, it's a rumor. It's I'm not going to. Uh, I don't think it's a rumor. Anything. I don't think it's a rumor that he's but, the head of the committee. Oh, I mean, that's not a rumor. That's not that's what I'm saying. In the but like, if right? you're talking about who uh, was Orchestrated. driving all yeah, of yeah, this, yeah. like, yeah, I have no clue. It's very either. clear that it's not. I don't think it'd be just one curator who would be driving all of this and trying to drive the AD out. If that's no, but if really we're happening. if we're dot connecting and saying, okay, this oversight committee was probably something Desiree wasn't fond of being put together, right, given yeah. that it limits her own ability to do her job. And the chair of the committee is also a guy that I thought did a poor job in the way that it was all handled with St. Louis. I'm going, man, the 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 dark mark in my heart of the Rams leaving St. Louis is like a big thing. Don't come infect my Mizzou stuff with that. Man. So if I'm wrong about Bob Blitz, five seven three eight seven five KTGR, I would love to be wrong. I would love to to understand why this is actually a good thing. But that's just my initial thought is man, that I don't like that connection. Just I'm just a guy reading tea leaves and, and a Mizzou fan, you know nothing more than that. And I'm I'm thinking I would like to see Mizzou do well, so I'm hoping that that whatever powers that be can make that happen. But that's my initial impression is, gosh, what's going on there? Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a whole lot underneath the surface, deep down, that maybe we'll know at some point about who pushed out whom, who who initiated this change, things like that. But. And for now, Mizzou's got to pick up the pieces a little bit because, it, and look, there aren't too many pieces to pick up because, again, things were going fairly well. You're going in a good direction here. All things considered, I think this is still a very attractive job. You get to be in the SEC. Your football program's coming off of a lot of momentum. You've got uh, you know big-time commitments from your donors, from you know uh, TSF and NIL and everything like that. So, I mean, you can... You can come into this job and I think do pretty well. But again, the question now becomes, is Mizzou's candidate pool going to be shortened down because of what they've seen with the track record of athletic directors here over the last decade? And looking at why they left, ultimately, and saying, I sure hope that's not me. Will it be me? So... Five seven three eight seven five KTGR. Call or, t- call or text us. Who do you want to see in the chair uh, going forward? And and just we'll we'll answer some of these questions here about what's happening going forward. I know several people have already asked this. Uh, it's it's a very pressing question. Okay, what's the uh, question? It's, uh, and this one I'm reading from Daniel who texted us. I just want to know what's going to happen with Jackson. Does he follow his mom? <laughs> yeah, he should he should play thirty minutes a game the rest of the season yeah. just to right <laughs> just for just cause. No, I. No. I I assume that he would probably depart after the year, right? Like, we don't know for I sure, mean, but 
Sure. And he, he's a walk-on at the he's school. A His mom was the AD. But, a, like, but I mean, it, it's less about basketball, maybe more about, you know, maybe because I'm pretty sure he chose Mizzou before Desiree did, I think. I believe that's accurate, but I So maybe I'm he not came here because he really to... likes a, an academic program that he wants to do. So I don't know. And he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to go to Arizona, follow his mom there, great. If not, I think Mizzou will ha- be happy to have him. I'm 30, sure 30 minutes a night. 30 yeah. minutes a night. And again, like that's we shouldn't necessarily conflate the two things. Like he's a player on this team that is with his teammates every day. And so like I'm not we're we're not gonna do anything disparaging as far as that goes. Yeah. Um but it is a fair question because the uh, an obvious connection that was there that now will no longer be as uh as Desiree takes the job at Arizona. So uh again, there's there, there's possibilities out there about what could be happening uh, going forward. Let's go here to the KTGR hotline. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Glenda. Glenda, you're and on the yes. big show. Thank you. Jackson did choose the zoo before Mom came here. Yeah. But you know what? It's If you're a woman or you're black, you need not apply. That's my comment on this. Ooh. I, re- I think it's a real shame. I... I wasn't a big fan of the baseball coach change, but yet I heard her speak. She was all in. So I think this is a real loss for us. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Glenda, here on the Big Show KTGR. And that's, you know, kind of the sentiment. And I'm kind of with you. Like, I didn't like how baseball sort of went down last year. And look, we'll we'll find out about Carrick Jackson. He's only three games in. There's no, now is not the time to judge that. But, I mean, again, and, and again, we're, we're hearing uh, all kinds of things about a rift between her and the board of curators, maybe around the office, like making a whole lot of changes, not necessarily, uh, maybe not the most well-liked person in the building, and yet, you know, results. Yeah, and They're we want to be we want to be as responsible as we can be with some of this, Andy, and, and admit what we don't know and kind of play the game a little bit of, yeah. hey, there is some stuff to speculate about here, and it's not maybe the most comfortable conversation all the way around, like, We've got to acknowledge that there are things that are at play here that we are not 100% familiar with, and so hopefully our listener base as well is understanding of that. But, but hey, this is this is as big of news as there could have possibly been today, Andy, and so we're kind of wading through it uh, along with everybody else on this Monday. Right. We're trying to figure out as much as, as we can, and you're right there with us. Uh, here's kind of a, a more interesting questions to, you know, maybe open up, and I think about – uh, the future beyond just the athletic director position, Brandon uh, texting in 875KTGR. I, I, I'll basically summarize what he's saying, but what does this mean for Robin Pinchton now? Because, I mean, if you looked at the uh, the past few results for Mizzou women's basketball, one looking great, Robin Pinchton in her 14th season. We, we thought kind of going in, sort of make or break, right? Going to be in the NCAA tournament, something like that, and... Now with Desiree gone, does that all of a sudden change the thought process on that with whoever comes in? Because I think it's hard to say when Mizzou will have somebody in place, but I would think it would be after the women's basketball team uh, finishes their season, right? I mean, it and could so, be. We're, we're, we're coming up on the end of, of the basketball season right. here within a number of weeks, and so the timeline on that for news that probably I would have to imagine took – Folks inside the department by surprise, maybe not quite as much as it did us on the outside today, but I think by a decent 
amount that that people didn't see this one coming necessarily. But Andy, like we're looking at the record of Mizzou women's basketball, two and ten in conference, eleven and fourteen overall, toward the bottom of the ledger. In and saying the thought process beginning the season was NCAA tournament or bust. Like it's not looking like NCAA tournament. No. So I guess the only outcome that could change it, like under that jurisdiction, it would have been probably finding a new coach. I guess keeping Robin Pinchett is potentially on the table. But again, it, it seems like under the old administration that there would have probably been a move made. And now I guess we'll see. Maybe that ends up being the same case. Maybe it doesn't. But, you know, I, I don't think it's unfair to say disappointing on uh, in terms of where that program has been this season. Yeah. Um, kind of like on the men's side, it's not been what we'd hope to see. And just for context, uh, Robin Pinchton does have one more year left on her contract, uh, so there's there's that still there. But again, I don't know the answer to that question at all, and I don't think we'll know until there's an AD here. No, and but like that's one of those aspects, Andy, where it's like, do we all like Robin Pinchton? Of course, I do. Yeah, I, I think she's Absolutely. great. Yeah, but I also think that, man, as a Mizzou fan, I want to see the folks in positions of power that can bring about the best results. I want people to do that in a in a way that's respectful, right? Like, because we know Robin Pinchton as a person to just believe her uh, to be a great person. And so I don't want to say, hey, we want to, we want to, don't care who we hire as our coaches, they can be scumbags, but if they win, baby, that's what it's all about. That's not the sentiment that I'm trying to put out there, but I think it obviously has to be a blend of, hey, we want good people, but we also want to see those programs thrive and succeed. And that's true regardless of, whether Desiree was still the AD, regardless of who they bring in, that would still be my sentiment. We're just kind of having a more general conversation uh, about the, the the role of these coaches and administrators in college athletics. I, I think that's that's an interesting one when it comes to Pinchton because we, we all might say, man, we'd love to see her around for as long as she'd want to be here. But then yeah. on the other side of that, you got to win games, and, and, and that's going to be a part of that conversation uh, I think regardless of who's hired to, to replace Desiree Reed-Francois. So, uh, again, who who might that be? Give us your thoughts at 875-KTGR. And see, we've gotten uh, some some texts here. Bill saying Laird Veach, he was second when uh, Desiree got it. Or John Cohen, the AD at Auburn and former assistant baseball coach here. Yeah, Laird Veach used to work here, used to work, for, was heading up Mizzou Sports Properties for, for a few years and is now the AD at Memphis. That was the guy that was obviously very irked by the news of Desiree buying out the game between Mizzou and Memphis and putting it in St. Louis. Fascinating. Although they would have had to have agreed to that, I would right, think, right? Yeah, like, but but Laird Beach put out a statement, I think, right they afterward. Yeah, yeah, they weren't they weren't happy. They about felt it. probably kind of strong armed in that right. deal. But Laird Beach uh, certainly has history here, and that would be a very clear uh place to go, I would think. Garrett Jackson was at Memphis right before this. He was, right? yes, okay. uh, right before that. Uh, Rent Baker, uh, now at West Virginia, I believe an assistant AD there. I can't remember if he was the head guy at North Texas or the assistant at North Texas, but that's where he went right after Mizzou. Was he interim at Mizzou for a minute there? Was that a thing? He might have been okay. for a little bit. But yeah, and then he left for North Texas. That That's right, because they went through like three or four different interims between Mac Rhodes and Jim Sterk. And I remember yeah. that time. It was kind of insane how quickly. When it was is it not hands. insane? When, I know. When is it I not know. insane around here? Yeah. But but I mean that's somebody you, you probably call to. Uh Mark Allnuts over at Buffalo used to work here. And I mean, I don't know where the board of curators is looking for this, but if 
if you kind of read the tea leaves and you're like, well, maybe we should go and find somebody that we have a, a connection to and maybe someone that we've worked with before, maybe a little bit, then maybe you go and to the pool of candidates of administrators, executives that have spent some time here and know the lay of the land. But again, I don't know if that's the right person or not. Remains to be seen. But again, just get some of the line with. And uh, I think you can look at the good that we've seen from the last few years and try to keep that going despite, you know, whether you like each other or not. Yeah, frankly, Andy, it's hard for me to speculate on who the name would be because if there's all this interpersonal politics going on, I'm I'm not in those buildings. I don't I don't work for the university. I couldn't pretend and, and, and understand that I think a lot of Mizzou fans are in this boat, right? People are going to be opinionated on this topic. But without having that insider knowledge of like, yeah, you know, here's who maybe didn't get along so well with whom, et cetera, et cetera. That's why such a connection may not be viable to bring somebody back. Like we're not, we're not always going to have that, but I can bottom line it for you. I, I hope Mizzou gets it right, man. I hope they, and it's the board of curators that it's going to be incumbent upon them to do so. It's an important time in this program, you know, Mizzou athletics in general to get it right because of the opportunity that still exists out there. Right. In a lot of ways, I think they've been forward thinking, but if we're attributing all of that to Desiree and maybe there were other factors at play that, uh, you know, you can maximize with her departure and, and maybe feel better about other elements of things going on behind the scenes. And I would be for that a hundred percent. I just, from a very simplistic view, and it probably was simplistic this morning when I looked at it and said, well, this strikes me as a bad thing because it is going to breed a lot of uncertainty. And until, there's sort of a, a hierarchy back established, and we know where we're heading from here. I'm going to be a little uneasy because, like I said at the beginning of the show, not too fond of change, and you know we're we're being forced to see some of it today. And look, I don't think today prevents you from getting somebody strong uh, for this position. No, I like, don't think so absolutely. Either. You can absolutely find somebody out there who's going to know what they're doing, can adapt to the changing landscape, and be part of that change. Again, you have a chance, I think, to be part of the change at the big boy table. And and be a part of what's happening. But, man, again, if the right candidate is out there, I have fears that that right candidate, with how smart he or she might be, is going to look at what's happened here with athletic directors over the last decade and go, do I really want to take a chance with that? Maybe I'll wait for another SEC job to open up. That's maybe the, the plan that I look for. I really hope that's not the case. But again, that's kind of the reputation that's building up a little bit over the last decade since uh, Mike Alden left. 875-KTGR, call or text us. Who should be the next athletic director at Mizzou? Give us your thoughts real quick. Let's go to Jody here on the KTGR hotline. Jody, how are you? Hey there. What's up? Yeah, hey, I thought I'd call in about the uh, AD situation. Yeah, what do you think about it? Well, first of all, you all are – I just wanted to give you kudos on your uh, critical analysis here, uh, you know, and pointing out that, uh, you know, there may be strong feelings about it among the fan base or even among yourselves, but we're not privy to all the inside information on uh, who has spit, who hasn't. Uh, my, my main point I want to make, though, is that I think this is a plum job, and 
we can think about who might be a great good fit, but I think that people are going to knock on the door. I don't, I'm not convinced that this uh, turnover is going to scare them away. Yeah, it's probably true. I think that's probably true. I mean, there's give and take, right, Jody? And appreciate the call here on the Big Show KTGR. Uh, again, I don't want to pad mouth this. I think it's a, I think it's better than it was before. But again, you have to realize that the board of curators' uh, angle of this whole thing is something to uh, really make sure you navigate. But who knows? Maybe they'll find the right uh, person anyway. We'll just have to wait and see. 875-KTGR, keep getting your thoughts in uh, on all of that. When we return, uh, well, this weekend news involving Mizzou, also not easy to hear. A report from Gabe DeArmond at PowerMizzou.com about Sam Horn and his injury status. We'll talk about that and Mizzou hoops yet again finding another way to lose. All next here on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Who do you want as the new athletic director at Mizzou? All of a sudden, you need a new one. Desiree Reed Francois leaving for Arizona. That's the news today. Give us your thoughts on it at 875-KTGR here on the big show with Andy and Brendan. Uh, keep getting to uh, some of your texts as well. Uh, I'm reading this from uh, Ben Fredrickson of uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and uh, I'm trying to find the release myself. Uh, we'll see if we can maybe dig it up at some point. But uh, Fredrickson saying the Mizzou has named Marcy Gurton as the interim AD. Uh, she's highly qualified. There will be a search for a new AD. I'd expect the usual approach with search committee named and search firm hired. Again, that coming from Ben Fredrickson of St. Louis Post-Dispatch. So they have somebody in place for now, but uh, probably looking out. I'd say outside the organization for this one for sure. I mean, probably so, but I I don't know anything. <laughs> I need to yeah. be clear about that. I, I'm, I'm kind of slinging from the hip here today because we're a little bit shocked by the news. But, man, I'm just – you're putting your hopes in the board to find the right candidate and to get this thing – rolling to keep it rolling like i thought we were doing pretty good if there was a lot of friction going on and and maybe behind the scenes we weren't doing so good then hopefully the powers that be can can make a a productive decision here that can allow that outward momentum that we've all been able to see feel and hear uh, turn that into to a reality within the department and keep it keep it going get get where we want to all see mizzou athletics go because i think that's the bottom line and uh, you know, it's next up on the board of curators to make that move and to make that happen. I'm I'm very hopeful, Andy, but you know, like I said, when there's change, you you kind of you kind of brace for impact and say, how many directions could this possibly go before we before we learn the answer of of where we're headed? A lot of different places it could go. Uh, keep getting your thoughts in eight seven five KTGR. Daniel texting in John Sunvold uh, question mark. Possibly. I mean, that that is a former curator, like, right? And I feel like his name has been been bandied about almost every time we do this, right? right. I don't, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, wh- whatever whatever it takes to have it be good, then that's what I think they should do. The, thing, very... the thing with that is that that's definitely, if that did end up happening, then that is definitely the board of curators wanting one of their own. And then that would maybe, that would be a hard reputation to shake for the athletic director's position 
say that there's no influence on, from the board of curators on your job. And that would I be think that's, shame. I mean, I think that's right, but like... It, not saying it is, that he would do a bad job by that, by the way. I'm not But it's like that. the full board of curators on the same page. Like, I don't know what I don't know in this instance, Andy. Yeah. And, and so I, I hope the full board is on the same page, but it, you know, it's tricky. This is more political than I thought we would have to get today on, on the big show when it comes to Mizzou athletics. But that's a reality of of what goes on behind the scenes in college athletics. It's just mostly I I, I deal in the, you know, out-rebound your opponent. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like it's a, it's Which a I don't new... do that either, but, you know. Well, not this year. Not this year, at least. Not this year. Um, I still can't get over Mizzou to Arizona. I don't all know. That, all that debt. And again, I still have tried to wrap my mind around them extending uh, Tommy Lloyd today. Like... Before Desiree Before gets there she in Arizona. Got there. Like, yep, whoever's got happening? the whoever's got the the secret skeleton key that explains all this. Yeah. Um five seven three eight seven five KTGR or better yet, I'll give you my personal number right. so you can yeah. put me in the loop. Yeah. Right I'd like ahead. to be in the loop. Someone make me look smarter than I am. Yeah, that would uh, certainly <laughs> give me the be nice. Yes. Uh all right, let's let's get to this here. Uh, there was good more, news, I assume. Uh, well, when no. it comes to Mizzou, yeah, yeah, I think again, my friend. Okay, uh, all right. How long you been a Mizzou fan? Yeah, uh, long but, enough. Uh, yeah, uh, Gabe Diarman at PowerMizzou dot com came out with this report over the weekend. Sam Horn reportedly uh, going to have Tommy John, uh, so not going to play baseball obviously this year, and that's also going to take him out for football season in in twenty twenty four. So he can't mm-hmm. be your backup quarterback next year, and. Hopefully he's ready for baseball by next year. I mean, and Tommy John, known to be a, an injury that keeps you out for a little more than a year, but we've talked with Will Carroll, the injury expert, about guys coming back sooner. I don't know how great of Sam Horn, uh, who's doing his procedure or anything like or that. Or what type or, it is, because right, yeah. a lot of times they're, they'll get the and, – and Gabe reporting Tommy John, but like there are various – versions of this surgery now that that maybe could alter the recovery timeline but you're talking typically 12 to 14 months and sometimes it's still 14 to 16 with younger guys yeah like you know major league organizations might have a guy that's out for a year and a half because they really want to be careful with their young prospects sam horn is obviously young collegiate kid uh we'll see but andy uh it stinks for sam horn first and foremost but secondly we talked about this when we saw the slew of backup quarterbacks transferring out of the football program, that this was something to keep an eye on, not maybe from the injury standpoint, because we hope that what they did to, because he had the forearm and different things going on last baseball season that cost yeah. him time as well. Mm-hmm. And man, if it was a deal where they, they could have known then that he needed the procedure, which I guess that obviously wasn't the case, but this happens at the major league level. A lot of times I remember miles Michaelis, right? He dealt with forearm forearm. And the next thing you know, boom, it's a surgery that's going to have him out for a long time. A lot of times forearm can, can then affect the elbow, et cetera, et cetera. The knee bones connected to the whatever bone. I wish it had happened before so that he could have just gotten it out of the way because it would really be nice to have him available for next year. But that leaves Mizzou football with the question of, okay, like Jabari Johnson transferred out. You had, all these Jake guys Garcia kind of transferred out Jake Garcia. So like, where, where do you go from here? Because you don't have a backup quarterback on the roster, nothing against Aiden Glover, but he's a true freshman coming in. Yeah. You, drinks, drinks got to go get somebody. And that's tricky because it's somebody that's going to know he doesn't have a chance to start. And so, like, what's, well, what? No, no, no. I mean, I, I think, that's I mean, right. not next year. No, but I mean, you could sell that. You probably need to sell to this person 
hey, we've got our starter for now, but he's here for a year. Not in modern and, college football, Andy. That's just not going to be a selling point to a kid. I don't think. I mean, it'll be hard to sell. I'm not that's saying, what I'm saying that. You can try like, it, but that's it, tough. That's going to be the, the thing that you have to try and put out there. But, yeah, it's gonna you're going to have to find a very interesting subsection of college football quarterbacks to draw from. Good enough that if Brady Cook, God help us, should have something happen to him physically, yeah, that you can plug in and say it doesn't tank the season, but if he's better than the subsection of quarterbacks that's going to need to take a backup job knowingly, you know, that guy's not going to come here. So, like, that is a really tough spot to be in. Yeah. Why couldn't we have known this a few months ago? I don't know. I don't you know, because uh, you can you can tell Jabari Johnson it's a different story, or you can tell Jake Garcia it's a different story. Uh, maybe yeah. they transfer anyway because they're not the starter. But but damn, I mean it's it, it's tough to do, uh, and you're going to have to really pay attention to some spring film, I think, or whatever spring film you can get your hands on to make sure that you've got a guy that could be relied upon at a moment's notice. And, and again, we're not wishing this upon Brady Cook at all. We hope Brady Cook plays oh, all of next year. He needs to. We need right? we need him to. But, um, Brady drives the bus. Yeah, seriously. But, I mean, again, we've seen him get nicked up here and there, even last season. He plays season. through. He, plays he through does play through a possible. lot. Yes, yeah, there are a lot of things that Brady Cook plays through. Um. Yeah, the, this is going to be a real interesting situation. And it also, like, it, from Sam Horn's perspective, it's interesting for him now because don't you think at this point you probably need to pick one sport or the other? <sighs> probably know? so, and I, I bet I know which one you're not going to pick if you are the backup quarterback. And Now, granted, the following year, the following year, you'd, Brady's you gone, would be but you would, in the you competition. Can't, but, but you can't, yeah, you can't tell me that there's a job just waiting for no a guy coming off a of Tommy John surgery, like it, Mizzou football is going to have to find some other options, right? So, yeah, dude, this is this is a bummer because he was such an exciting prospect, but it feels like we probably don't see him play football at Mizzou again. I don't know Sam Horn, so this is, again, speculative radio guy. This is not insider knowledge, but it, I'm just reading tea leaves going, man, it seems like an uphill climb, and for him, he did play baseball. They let him pitch before the injury and he had an electric arm, you could see that being the path for him, especially if you get the Tommy John out of the way. A lot of pitchers need it eventually anyway, right? So right, yeah. you get that done while you're in college and you show out, you show healthy after the fact, you probably get drafted and, and you maybe have a shot in, in baseball. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I, I sure hope he helps Mizzou baseball because again, it hasn't been just him that's uh, been dealing with injury bad luck, I, I guess, uh, on the pitching staff the last few years for Mizzou Baseball. I just hope they can get through with a, with as full of a healthy staff as they can get. No kidding. So, um, so yeah, Sam Horn, hopefully he recovers as quickly as possible from that Tommy John so that he can be ready for next year's uh, baseball season, or at least a part of it. But, um, yeah, it might be a decision time for him on on which sport to go to. 875-KTGR. Uh, call or text us with what you think about, uh, again, the report from PowerMizzou.com uh, from yesterday. Sam Horn uh, undergoing Tommy John surgery. Uh, won't play for baseball this year, of course, and then out for next uh, football season as well. Uh, we'll get to our picks recap from the weekend. Who came out on top and did a push, push someone over the top? 
for the uh, for the winning week. We'll talk about that and some Mizzou men's hoops next after this live local sports center. You're listening to the Big Show podcast on KTGR.com. Well, keep telling us about the uh, what you think about the big news of the day. Desiree Reed Francois leaving Mizzou to become the athletic director at Arizona. Yeah, shocking. That knocked us uh, upside the head. That's for sure today. Uh, when are and, we going to uh, get out of our own way? It was finally good, and maybe this is good. I don't know. Maybe this is good. They, yeah. I, again, it feels varying like it's not great. levels of what this could be. Is it good? Maybe. Why can't anything make sense? Somebody tell me what to feel. It's college sports. What do you expect? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, just come on. Hey, uh, how about this? Producer Chris, not here today, but he was the winner of our picks of the week. What? Yeah. He wasn't here Friday either. He was he not here off? Friday. Yeah, he had to take the scraps of what we left him. Turns out we left some good stuff out there. I guess so. Uh, yeah, he took Houston. He took, uh, who else did he take? Florida. He took Mizzou plus 10. I ended up hitting. <laughs> uh, really lost. I should have faded you. I know, right? Uh, yeah, he went 3-1-1. One, and one. He had a push as well. Iowa State nice. minus 8. To beat you out, you went 3-2. and two. Oh, Chris. The push. Yeah, and I went 1-4. and four. It was not a great week. What happened? Me. I did oh. not follow up the 5-0 and oh with, uh, with a solid week. Well, hey, 6-4 and four in your last 10. That's... I guess. A winning <laughs> record until we play again this week. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to be same old, same old from my end. Because I knew I had a feeling Ole Miss was going to run Mizzou off the floor again, like the other teams had done over the last week or so. Turned out that wasn't the case. Yeah, but Mizzou, I mean, you waste an opportunity. They could have won that game, Andy. Yeah. I know could've. we've said this a lot this year, but they could have won that and game. I was hoping they did. Like, if I was going to lose that bet, then I'm going to lose it in style. I'm going to lose it with. Mizzou winning, at least. No. Instead, decided to lose by three. Yeah, um, that's pretty demoralizing. And there have been some varying degrees of how demoralizing each of the 12 losses that they've had in conference play have been. But this one probably higher up the list because, of again, they were up 10 in the second half. And then... Yes, there was a foul catch-up. Yes, Dennis Gates, after the game, was asked, you know, why why were the fouls so different all of a sudden, do you think? And he said, uh, I think kind of paraphrasing, well, because I don't have a whistle. And um, Do you get fined for that? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, He's probably headed about up to here, though, with the way things are going. Could sense they might have a chance to win that game, and so he... He probably said a little more than he normally would say. Probably which so. Is even I mean, Dennis Gates is not going to ever outwardly, you know, rip the refs, but that's subtle enough that you say, yeah, okay, he probably wasn't pretty. He wasn't very pleased. No. And look, they shot thirty free throws, but so did Mizzou. They made more free throws in the game than Ole Miss did. It wasn't about free throws. Nope. It was about Mizzou letting their foot off the gas on the road. And not being able to recover. Because, again, they, they cut it down towards the end, tried to get back into it. But you just knew that with how things had been going the last two months, how was this team going to, to weather that storm and still find a way to do something they hadn't done in conference play yet? Just another way to lose, Brendan. Just yeah. New way. At least they keep it interesting. Keep it creative, I suppose. I mean, 
as as creative and as and as interesting as they can make it. And and they had Sean East back the other day too, and he was great. Like he scored twenty five points, and you thought, well, maybe there's some hope here. And look, it's not to say that a bunch of these players on this team are are, are all that bad of players. I mean, Jordan Butler is playing a lot better. He had ten points, four rebounds in this game. I mean, Tamar Bates maybe an off night. Nick Honor didn't hit it. Did not even. Uh, I mean, he was three of six from three, but inside the arc, not at all effective. And Noah Carter kind of no-showed as well. So, I mean, again, we've been saying this all year long. When Mizzou gets good production out of one of these areas that they're struggling in, whether they're you know, not rebounding enough or you know, maybe one of their bench players uh, is able to explode and give some production off the bench, and Aiden Shaw did that. He had 10 points the other night. Jordan Butler had 10. Jordan Butler had 10. But then it gets offset by something else. Like they they turn the ball over a few too many times. Or they let the other team get to the free throw line uh, in succession. Or, or Nick Honor like playing 27 minutes without registering an assist. You know. I mean. It, normal stuff. Yeah. It's. But, but yeah. What we're saying. One of those guys not pulling their weight all of a sudden. And then it's just. You. It's one step forward, two steps back. Every single night. Every single night. Yeah. Every night. I thought they were going to win that one, too. I was like, hey, you hang around, you hang around. Hey, you establish a lead. Yeah, there it went. And once it started to go, Andy, it went in style. Like, you you could just feel it. You could feel it in your bones that it was yeah. about to go the other way. Yeah. Again, like bad shot selection or... Or, or a foul here that you just can't give in that moment, like whatever it was, you can't see any more real hope on the horizon for Mizzou to finally get a win in conference play. Because, I mean, they will host Ole Miss. That's maybe their best chance the rest of the way now. And that's going to be in, in early March. But I can't predict that they're going to play all that well at home because they haven't the last few times out. They haven't made Mizzou Arena a, a fortress like it was <laughs> last year. Not so much. No. And, again, their last three home games were Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Mississippi State, where you you can classify those games as absolute no-shows by this team. You got to win one of those games. I mean, you got to show up in one of those games. That'd be like, nice. That's what I it was. Taken, yeah, I would have taken that. Right? But no, the, those were three of the worst, most lopsided. Maybe not by score, because the Arkansas game somehow got to a seven-point game, but it was it was not a contest. Like those were some of the more lopsided losses that I've seen Mizzou have over this entire stretch, and they all came at home. So no, I can't have all that much confidence that a home game is going to all of a sudden pop up on Mizzou's schedule that, it, oh, man, they got a chance now. No. Can't do it. Am I allowed to wonder what an incoming AD is going to think of 0-18? Sure. Because I – listen, I'm not saying – I'm not saying. I'm just saying. No, look, it's – It's a different dynamic. I think they're going to see the recruiting class. Well, but... they see the recruiting class and they see the buyout because he got extended last <laughs> year, right? So, yeah. like, there's that too. I'm not calling uh, no, for it. I'm just asking a question. No, Dennis Gates will be the coach next year. I, I think so. I think 100%.
Yeah, I think no matter who they hire point, AD. I think 99.2%. No, no I'm not even going to listen. Listen, did you, if you would have uh, last night, if I'd have given you a text that, hey, Andy, percent chance that Desiree leaves for Arizona tomorrow, what do you think? <laughs> You'd have said 0.0. <laughs> okay, zero. Yeah, all right. So I'm giving you like a .08, 99. Point, uh, I don't nine need two. .08. I only need like maybe point. Two or three. I'm or talking like a the point oh eight's like an eighth of a percentile of a percentile. It's yeah. no, I know. Negligible. I know. I'm gonna take I'm even saying, less than that. Like, that's fine. Yeah. I'll say that I'll stick with ninety nine point two percent. But I, I'm not gonna try and tell you that's good. No. I'm not gonna try and put lipstick on this pig. Like it's it's very bad. <sighs> I don't know. I just I just thought it was a relevant question because I never would have said like we were very steadfast. Like, look, there's no there's no job to be talked about. But I don't know what a new AD is going to want to do. I think you have to let Dennis see this process through. Yes. I still believe. Yeah. I'm still a believer. But, man, one, no, one no, loss I mean, after another. But does he have a shorter leash? Probably. Well, I think next year is going to be a pivotal year regardless, even if Desiree had been here. I, I think you look at 0-18, which is my assumption, um, they, could, they could change that, but it's going to be a negligible difference if it is different at all. And then you go into next year and say, like, you can't do that again or you're gone. Like, there's not a right. leash to yeah. even talk about. Yeah. I mean, three but and 15, doing, you're but gone. But what's doing that again? Five and like, 13, what, uh, you're gone. Uh, so I'm that's what it is? Like, no, I'm telling you, like, you can't. Do you think, what's the conference record where you think, like, where do you draw that line where we can even well, again, that's maybe talk the question, right? Like, it's, where where does it go? Eight? If you're, if, if you're six and 12 next year, I don't, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, there's gonna, there, there's a lot more that'll go into it. Who transfers? Who comes in via the portal? Who stays? Who? There's a lot to get to, but like next year's got to be better. I'm not saying it's got to be a tournament year, but it's got to be a foundational year to say, hey, here's we're moving this in the right direction, and that would be true regardless of the AD. I think you take it a step further by saying there could be an AD here that didn't hire the coach, and now there are more questions than we thought there would be. I don't know. It's just not something I thought I was going to have to think about on this Monday. It's really not. But here we are. No, I mean, now all of a sudden, the things change. The calculus changes a little bit with a lot of different programs uh, here. I mean, maybe not a lot, but, I mean, it's... It and Drink was right? not her hire, right? Drink was not Desiree no, Francois' hire, so no. he outlasts... The, he's He's been here longer than an AD that we thought was doing a good job. Yeah. But now she's heading on, and... We'll see where that leaves Missouri. Lots of questions. Change is coming. Let us know your thoughts. We'll talk more about this tomorrow uh, on the big show. Up next, Tiger Talk with uh, Mizzou women's basketball coach Robin Pinchton at 6 o'clock and then with men's basketball coach Dennis Gates at 7. Stay tuned for that. And we'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. He's Brendan. I'm Andy. We're done for now.